Hello, everyone. Welcome to the LockingYourSuccess.com Trading Performance Podcast with Master Trading Performance Coach John Locke, where it's all about real traders, real problems, and real coaching. This is going to be episode number 33, and today I'd like to share with you an excerpt from a presentation I did about an interesting problem or challenge that many traders have as they're trying to become more successful in trading. If you've ever experienced the situation where you've spent hours and hours and months and perhaps even years backtesting and creating this perfect strategy that worked flawlessly in the past, only to live trade it in the future and find out that the strategy didn't quite do so well, then this episode is certainly for you. Listen up and enjoy our special presentation on black box syndrome. This brings us to what we call black box syndrome. And black box syndrome is testing, creating, or seeing a strategy and assuming that it's some magic formula that creates money without fully understanding why it makes money and fully accepting that the strategy is going to fail, at least temporarily at some point in the future. We see this all the time. We see this, oh, this guy has this trade or this guy is doing this indicator. And they say, well, look, you know, he back tested it or he traded it for the last six months and, it, and it's, it's doing wonderful. I'm going to trade that now. And then you expect the same thing going forward. You're just, I'm sorry, ignorantly trading a trade that you really don't understand the concepts of and you don't, uh, and you're kind of dismissing the fact that it is going to lose. Again, you might know at the logical level, but you know it's so exciting to see it that you're just kind of dismissing that. And then you're going ahead and, and, and trading it anyway. And the dangerous part about that is that what happens when you do that is you're using your own results feedback as evidence or more evidence that that trading strategy works. When in reality, when we trade, and I don't know, like I said, we can go over this if anybody has any questions, but in reality, when we trade, the result of any individual trade is highly luck driven. In other words, if you're doing, if you're keeping probabilities in your favor and you're, you're watching your risk properly and you're trading and you're always doing it that way, you'll have wonderful results over time, but you're going to have wins and losses along the way that are luck driven on whether they win or lose. So now we have somebody who is trading a strategy because it's been lucky lately, essentially. And they start trading it with a small amount because they have to test it. They start trading with a small amount and it continues to be lucky. And then they, and then their confidence builds based on luck driven results, not on whether they were trading well, not on whether the strategy is any good or not, not on anything except for, uh, except for luck. But since they've had that luck and it's a black box and it works and now it's proven that it works, they escalate their capital like crazy. Your capital gets to a certain point. Well, you get unlucky, right? And the trade loses money. So even if this trading strategy was a really good strategy, in other words, you know, maybe it, maybe it is a really good strategy. I don't know. But even if it is, and you made, you know, 10%, 10%, 10%, 10%, 10%, 10%, 10% on $10, and now you're trading at $5,000, and you lost 10%, which would be completely normal. I mean, remember, you said you were expecting the trade to lose occasionally. It's completely normal. What's the big deal? So from a percent standpoint, you've made, I don't know, 
90%. But from a dollar standpoint, you're down money. You lost money. You've been trading for a year or whatever, and you lost money. I, this strategy sucks. I'm going to go and do something else and repeat that same process over and over and over again. So that's the problem with that syndrome is you just – we should never, ever derive our confidence from the results of a trading strategy. We should understand the concept of the strategy, understand why it works in the marketplace, when it works, when it doesn't, and then apply that strategy when it's likely to work in the marketplace. If we do that, we will make money over time, no questions asked. If you're looking at the results that way, and that's the way you are determining your confidence in your trading, it's going to lead you into a loop of uh, months, years, decades of the same thing, all right? where you're just kind of going after one strategy after the other. Uh, mindset, as long as I get the specifics right and I, enter, and I enter exactly here and adjust exactly there, then I'm not sure why, but money shall rain down upon me consistently every year because that what the back test did, right? Of course, the back test did that because you tweaked it until it form-fitted the luck of the past. Uh, so avoid this at all costs. Realize that good concepts make money over time, poor concepts lose, lose money over time, Specific parameters time the concept to the timing and luck of the past. A trading strategy that filtered out past bad luck cannot be expected to represent future performance of the strategy. So always keep that in mind. So when we backtest our strategies, when we're doing something, realize you should be able to run your strategy over a long period of time and find that the specifics within reason don't matter that much long-term. So for those of you who know my M3 strategy, right? If I run an M3 strategy over 10 years and I run it with 50 delta negative, 100 delta positive, and those are my adjustment points. If I do that and it works out okay, wonderful. If I change it to 40 delta, and 50 delta to the downside instead. And I run it over the same period of time and it does terrible. Well, let's say, let's make it closer. Let's say, let's say instead of, so initially I was 50 minus 50 and I go to minus 45, where I changed my profit target from 5,000 to 4,500 bucks. Um, and, I, and I use my other, and I keep my other delta limit the same, say. If I do that over the same period of time, now I'm gonna win some trades I might've lost and I might lose some trades I might've won. But if over that long period of time, my results are substantially different, I have a problem with my concept. And the reason, the only reason I had good, really good results at that time is just because the timing happened to match the market. Okay, so that's the way you have to look at your backtesting. The problem is when people backtest, they, they're backtesting from the perspective that uh, I, I, I have to make money and this has to work. So what they do is instead of trying to figure out when that con what that concept is and how it works and, and you know, why it makes money and when it makes money and when it doesn't, instead of doing that, they're just trying to just tweak everything so that it works out okay in the past. And that is going to be a challenge. If small changes in the specifics did make a big difference over a long-term sample, then there is a problem with the trade concept and you cannot expect the trade to perform well in the future. That said, I just want to uh, reiterate, we do need the specifics for backtesting and trading. So the other challenge that people have when they start to backtest something is they 
add subjectivity to it. It's really easy to add subjectivity to your back testing and make something work because you always do the right things at the right time. Because your objective when you're back testing is to make sure you have a strategy that wins all the time. Therefore, of course you would have known the market was going down. Of course you would have known that if you stayed in another day, you would have lost, right? And you, and you start bringing these um, biases into your testing. So when we're testing a strategy or concept, we want very, very firm rules around the concept so that we understand what the concept does. And we don't put our, and we don't lean uh, the strategy one way or the other in our back testing. It's better to take the strategy and run it through with a with a firm rule set and understand where the weaknesses are, than it is to try and cover them up with fake subjectivity and altering your rules around. Okay. Also, too, when uh, and I encourage people to do this, my guys who develop trading strategies, I always encourage them to consider alternative outcomes and factor them into their results. So in other words, you know, I did an M3 trade or a bull trade or whatever, and I hit my profit target on Thursday. For, so I exited. But, you know, and, and say my profit target is $5,000 and on Thursday I was $5,005, I, I take the money, I won the trade. But if I had I stayed in the trade, the next day we had a crash in the market and it went down 100 points and I would have had a maximum loss. That is a luck derived result. In other words, that's a trade that could have gone either way. And the fact that it came out at a full profit target is lucky. That being the case, when I go back and I look at my um, my equity chart or curve, equity curve chart on the strategy, then I need to consider the alternative outcome in those cases. Because whenever we do a strategy, let's say I have a strategy that wins, and we'll take the M3 for example, it wins about 80% of the time. So I have a strategy that wins 80% of the time. 40% of the time, it's probably a slam dunk winner. No question, wins, in other words, I could have adjusted it at 20 delta. I could have made this roll. I could have done that. I could have exited two days early. I could have ex exited three days later. No problem, right? No matter what I did, no matter, no matter what decision I made, I probably would have won. Because they're high probability strategies and 40% of the time there's just slam dunk winners. Then you have 20% of the time, well, not 20%, maybe 10% of the time that are losers. They're just, there's nothing you could do. You, know, you entered the trade and it just, it just got creamed. And then you have this wide range of 50 to, 50% of the trades or so, where something somewhere in the trade could have made a difference between a winner or a loss. In other words, there were some timing things. And those are the, that's the area that's gonna determine whether you're successful at trading the strategy or not. That's the area that's gonna determine that. And so you don't wanna take that, whatever that percentage is, of, of trades that can go either way and skew them all towards the positive side because then you get a misrepresentation of what that strategy will do. I hope you enjoyed the presentation. If you need any help in achieving the mindset of the successful trader, or if you would simply like some fantastic information on how to improve your trading, I encourage you to visit us at lockinyoursuccess.com. That's L-O-C-K-E in your success.com and check out our pro membership so that you too can break through barriers and make quantum leaps in your trading and in your life. Please share and comment on our episodes. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next Trading Performance Podcast.